hey guys, welcome to the Every Plant Story podcast. My name is Shane. I'm the founder and CEO of Gabriella Plants. And today on the podcast, we have a really special guest, um, people who have been really involved in a lot of what you guys see as Gabriella Plants. And for that matter, this Every Plant Story initiative and theme, um, that whole design is made by these wonderful people. They're designers, problem solvers, incredible people, hard workers, um, family, family guys too. Um, welcome to the podcast, Danger Brain. Hey, nice to be here. Thanks and, for having uh, us. Danger hey. Brain is comprised of two wonderful individuals, Sebastian Alfonso. So, um, Sebastian, say hello. Hey, uh, my name's Sebastian. I'm a co-owner of Danger Brain. Yep, and Seb- and Alfonso. Hey there, this is Alfonso, and I'm the other half of Danger Brain. We're brothers. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> and um, so. Before we get to, obviously, what I really wanted to have you guys on the podcast, we were just having full transparency to the listeners. We were get, we just had this meeting blocked out for uh, this time blocked out for a meeting. Uh, and yep. then I approached you guys and was like, hey, we should really like kind of tell the story of how the logo came to be for the podcast and stuff like that. But before we get there, tell us about yourselves. What what got you into designing? And like I said in the intro, but I stumbled my way through it, like you guys, everything that post the logo that people in 2019 knew the single logo we had for a very long time um that i made in about 30 minutes and everything that people see now that just looks way better and that's all because of you guys but how did you get started doing that kind of stuff um well i've been in the industry since 1998 so i went to art school and from art school i did an internship at an ad agency and from there have just done everything in design from production artist to creative director. Um, But how we got started with Danger Brain, my brother and I were both working at an agency and we didn't like the way things were going. We didn't like uh, working for our boss. He wasn't a particularly nice guy, Um, not a particularly smart guy and not a person who should be dealing with creatives. Either. Well, I really hope that nobody uh, talks about me this way. I'm just, no, I'm just no, kidding. No, no. I'm this, just kidding. This, this <laughs> it's like your worst, as, as somebody who leads a team, it's like your worst nightmare is like hearing somebody like, yeah, the boss. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. Well, the thing is, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have understood that we had the ability to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, because we saw this person who was mishandling, you know, everything from just a business deal to how he dealt with creatives um, we saw it done so poorly that it gave us the confidence to do it on our own. And so my brother and I started basically moonlighting uh, as Danger Brain doing freelance work. And I have a lot of uh, industry ties in BMX and skateboard. And, and that's with the industries that we reached out to. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of what you started with. It was like the skateboarding BMX stuff. It was a comfort zone. We had both worked at a, a local clothing company called Underground Products for years together, my brother and I. Um, so we knew to reach out to those ties and started doing freelance work. We had a budget in mind. We had a certain number uh, in mind of having in the bank account. And we're like, when we reach this number, we'll go out and do it on our own. We never mm. got close to that number and we just decided to leave our jobs and do Danger Brain full time. And that was back in 2010. So so I'm assuming it was worth it though if, it, if that was 2010 and now we're... There was a lot of lean years. <laughs> okay, I'm, I mean, totally understand. Yeah. I mean, as I've said before to, to people in the behind the scenes group, for those who have followed like our company for a long time, like, yeah, I watched my dad work really, really hard for, you know, not that much, um, oh, way yeah. lower than the average median in- income or whatever in America. And 
you know, was a large part of why I hadn't previously really wanted to invest in that as a career. So I, but that is also how small businesses thrive. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's how you learn the hardest lessons is in the lean years, for sure. Like if it wasn't for the hurricanes and the things that happened to the greenhouses outside of our control, you know, we would get way too comfortable. So having to push yourself in like a leaving your job way, I would imagine also has an effect on like the creative side too, as far as like freeing yourself up yeah. to think bigger, to, to put more to paper, to design more. Yeah. Well, you know, my brother and I had to sacrifice to own our business. I sold my condo that I lived in. Um, I did that so we could put capital into the business. And then we actually moved in together and built the studio out of his house. So we did all these things so that we could be nimble. You know, mm -hmm. what we wanted is to not have to accept jobs and and have it be part of our ethos to only work on the things that we believed in or that we were particularly interested in. So for a long time, we worked um, specifically in YouTube for what, three or four years? I'd say, yeah, probably about four years or so. For we At that time, mm -hmm. we, we liked working in entertainment and it was a large part of what we did. Um, there was a lot of creative freedom in that industry. Um, but being nimble and living together, being roommates, um, running the business out of one house, mm -hmm. uh, you know, meant that we could be selective about the kind of work that we did. So the projects were important to our success. Um, in other words, we could choose clients that were fun and allowed us flexibility to hone in our creative strength. I was going to say to like, to create the best work. Cause like the other thing that I've always, um, which that the next, the next question obviously is how did from your guys's vantage point, how you guys met us and what, what it was like learning, like our industry coming from the different industries you had designed in before. But when, I mean, I had known that you had worked for several local businesses here, other smaller businesses, not in our industry, but just in central Florida. And I had always like, if there was one word I was going to use to describe you guys, it was like excellence. Like there was a very clear standard of you're not going to, you know, release something you didn't feel was fully inspired, fully finished, um, and looked really great. Like nearly everything I ever saw you guys put out was just beautiful. And I think you've done that with a lot of what people see as Gabriella plants now, but what was it like first kind of, you mentioned being able to be selective and stuff. Um, obviously I had wanted to reach out to you guys for years and years. It wasn't until, you know, last year that we finally had kind of, um, the resources and finances to be able to reach out to you guys in a serious way. But, um, you know, I basically reached out and said, Hey, I'm a big fan. Let me know what was that, where to go from there in your ears. I, I think your email was a little deeper than that. And I think it captured us immediately. We're immediately interested. I tend to not have few words. That's yeah. not necessarily a challenge I have in life. There were, there was, um, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and read the email, but there was some... Now you're going to make me want to go back and find that email, <laughs> yeah. just like, just because this came up. This is awesome. There were some things in the language that um, meant that you had an understanding of what we do. And that that captured us. And also, once we researched the your company and the industry, we're immediately interested. It was different than anything that we've done. Um, it, it was... Um, ripe for having some new kind of design and the company seemed very serious. So we were interested and it was such a great success story too. So we wanted to dig 
deeper and see, you know, where this could go. Well, like, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of cool to hear. Um, and I definitely do appreciate everything. I, I, we can maybe talk about that later, but like that one time that I called you and was able to just like give you some encouragement and how much, like, I remember that just being something that stood out to me with you guys too. Cause yeah, you guys have, and as I've said to Miriam, my wife before and stuff, I'm like, you know, some designers and, and media types and, you know, people who are doing creative stuff, you, they don't have any real feedback unless it's negative feedback. Correct. Like, you know what I mean? You never go up to the sound guy <laughs> yep. and go, you know what? That mix, that mix was just loud enough, but not too loud. You know, you just you know, always give them a thumbs up. There's always something, if anything does get said, it's normally a critique. So, um, yeah, I definitely had an appreciation, but if you saw us thought that we were obviously, um, on a pathway to, to something cool, um, what was it like then coming down a driveway to like an unfinished brick building and piles of paper? I just remember that first meeting of like me just losing my mind because I mean, even just how much we've grown since we started working together as an organization and as um, more team members take responsibilities and have, you know, pretty much running the ship every day now. Um, but at the time, you know, I was really all kinds of scatterbrain what was that kind of like coming and actually seeing what we do in person like for us one we saw the scale of it which is impressive you know as an outsider when you look at any large organization you're immediately impressed by the amount of staff how dedicated everyone seemed um the scale of the operation but we look at things with different eyes you know my brother and i look at things as opportunities where can we make improvements? Where can we make change? Um, the first thing that I started looking at was the packing operation. You know, I never bought a plant online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd only ever been to a big box store and gone into their nursery department and picked it up and took it home. So that whole, um, process was interesting to me from the beginning. And it was always a, a point that we wanted to touch on. You know, my first thing is how are we going to package this stuff? How are we going to, um, make this experiential. And those were the things that I was thinking, you know, um, preliminarily. Yeah. Yeah. You said that right. You know, it's all right. I never get the words right. You should hear, you obviously hadn't listened to the other episodes, just me stumbling over words. Oh, so. good. Then we're in good company. Yeah. You're in good company. It's all good. But, but, but yeah, we, we wanted to see, we, we thought immediately there's so much that we can do here. Um, these guys, uh, this is going to come out wrong. These guys really need our help, mm -hmm. but that's a good mm -hmm. thing, you know, because well, you see that like creative gap you want to fill. Yes. Like uh, exact, especially cause you guys and what I later learned and what I think has even been apparent in this podcast so far is like you guys much rather care about what you're doing than not. So yeah, as soon as you find the ways you can, you know, really help us. Yeah. Your mind starts spinning and you know, you start having all those ideas. Well, I, I think it's it's not just that uh, somebody needs uh, our help. It's that somebody has the ingredients needed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, when we w first went in there, we saw your operation and we saw that, oh, you've got uh, you've got the desire, you've got the drive to go to this new place that we're going to take you to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and what's impressed to go me there. the most is your ability as a as a company to fulfill and deploy these ideas that we have, mm -hmm. you know, that we're able to collaborate these ideas and, 
you know, we're sitting in one of our ideas right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, most companies don't take those leaps of faith. You know, they as 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 great as a track record as it, we have, and as robust a portfolio as we have, people are still timid when it comes to you know robust design. And so, working with you guys is the perfect collaboration because you guys are able to fulfill on all these thoughts that we have. Well, yeah, I mean, and in general, I think that's what I'm trying to like get better at in general as a leader. Um, as, of a company and as a business and the person responsible for taking care of as many people as we have now on the team is always, yeah, well, how are we, um, you know, my, my, my main role is to, you know, use the resources we have um, to in, enable and to equip the people like you, the people on our team that have new ideas. So, yeah, I mean, um, and to make those things happen. And most of those ideas at this point are team led. Um, in that sense, you're part of the team, even though, uh, you know, you're just a, a great collaborator for us, um, on a, on a business end, but you also are part of the team and, you know, you've, I've seen you ask input of the staff, but what was it like, like first, what, what were some of the first things you mentioned packaging? What were other things you felt like you could, you could fit in and what were other like, um, observations of the industry as you were because I remember when we first started talking there was like you had other work that you were wrapping up so there was a, a good bit of time there before we like really got the ball rolling on like what people would know as our new logos the monogram logo any of the newer generation stickers all those you know designs are made by you guys but in that amount of time where you were kind of exploring and you know there's a lot of ideas that were kind of thrown back and forth what was that explore you know, exploring phase, like obviously just to confirm, like, yeah, we want to support you guys when you guys have a great idea. Of course, if you send it to me and it looks great and, and we'll get to like all the stuff that makes Aloma super special where we're recording this podcast, our second location. But what was it like in that exploring phase of just like learning about what we did and how else did you feel like you, you saw the ingredients or fit into the puzzle? Well, you know, we knew nothing about the industry, so we we're very, um, we're not initiated yet. And um, as our knowledge was went as far as going to Lowe's and picking up a plant. We didn't realize that there was this um, entire industry of devoted fans of not just your company, but plants in general. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the dedication to collecting like one of everything. And there's so many different growers who grow so many different types of plants. Well, and that's where our mind was geared from the beginning. We wanted to make an experience for people who love these plants and not just the plants, just everything about the process of watching a plant, following it, getting it, unpacking it, enjoying it. And so from our perspective, I think we saw this Aloma from the beginning that was our, we were looking at the final form from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so we knew that, and that's why patterns were a big part of what we did in the, uh, the early logos, because we knew that we were going to have to apply this at some point. And that's how we came up with the layering system. And, you know, well, well speaking of all that, like we are here at Aloma, mm -hmm. obviously we're in studio a, which is my office also Aloma. And then it happens to be the studio B. Brooks is my residence and it's where the home studio is. So it just works out. Look at that A and B. Um, but we're here and you were instrumental in 
making this a reality. For those of you who don't know what Loma is, um, in 2019-2020, um, we shipped and grew plants out of the same location where I'd grown up my entire life at. Um, towards the end of 2020, it became apparent that we would need more space, not only for uh, shipping to expand and to have a commercial address for the benefits that we gained from that, um, but also we would need more office space for people who needed peace and quiet to do the other jobs like answering emails and um, helping with finances and creating content and things like that, um, that all of those people would need space to work too. So there was a place really close by, this place, Aloma. It kind of came on the market at the right time. And I remember, you know, at that point we had been working for a few months. We knew that mm-hmm. this was coming down the line. You had kind of told me before preparing me like, yeah, some of these patterns, you know, it'd be great one day if you have, you know, a retail store or whatever, we can use these patterns and that kind of thing. And then, so to go from that, which I appreciated, no doubt. Um, I even wanted that at my home studio too. Still do. We'll get that done. We'll get sure. <laughs> um, but then Aloma came together. Um, when we first got in here, all the walls were like, um, like this nursery school, like pre-K, blue, disgusting yeah, blue, blue <laughs> ner- like doctor's office blue, yeah. um, with really worn out carpeting. And um, my father-in-law Chuck and our IT and R and D director Curtis um, were the two main people really helping. Um, with help from Robert, obviously, um, operations manager for Gabriella Plants. But uh, those three people really just made this whole place come to life. And in that process, you know, you basically said, oh, you got keys? All right, well, I'll meet you there this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And you were here, like, I think before most, certainly before most of the staff, but I mean, you were here. At the you were, yeah, you yeah. were one of the first people to I see it. I think you just got the keys. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I hadn't even right shown away. it to Miriam yet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I may, I may be wrong in that. But either way, you were in the first 24 hours for sure. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's so much we can do. And I'm just like, I mean, at this point, if we can just get some desks in here. Like, do I like the walls right now? No. Can I work in it? Sure. You know, the greenhouses weren't exactly Which, the prettiest remember, was place part of either. our plan. That's why we we painted the, uh, right. the, the whole place in a neutral tone. And then built out later. Yeah. So you were you, you mentioned the layering, and obviously this is an audio podcast. We do want to do like a, a welcome to Aloma video at some point. So be on the lookout for that on your YouTube channel or something. But um, in the meantime, when you walk in, just to paint the picture, I mean, there's um, full ceiling to floor wall um, paper type um, art that mm-hmm. are some of the bigger patterns. There's also these layers of different colors on different walls. Um, wood flooring instead of carpeting. And then in some of the rooms, um, some of the um, focus walls are in this like... Um, like farmhouse reclaimed, distressed, yeah, reclaimed. Kind of a distressed wood um, look. And that's what you'll see in the studio um, when we get to do with the live streams online, which we hope to do uh, later this month in February. So, um, but for those, that's just kind of the, the mental picture. What was it like developing how this place looked and... What was that process like? Fun. Uh, go ahead, fun. Oh, fun. Um, you know, like I said, my brother and I discussed what uh, the experience would be like in a retail environment. And I think that's always been our goal. And so for us, this was an opportunity to have the proof of that, proof of concept. And to clarify, this is not in a, a uh, retail location here, but the same principles. Correct. And, and what, what I gave to you guys when we started talking about this, not to keep talking, but when I first talked to you guys, I said, I do want something that brings the people who are now 
still working for the, you know, the nursery business mm-hmm. that grows and ships plants, but are no longer working at the location that grows the plants, you know, I want to make sure that they still feel not only part of the family, but that the atmosphere and everything matches what we do. Yeah, that's what we are going for is creating the experience, you know, and once we could do that, we could translate that to website, collateral material, um, and then packaging, which in packaging, you know, we wanted to move from branding to messaging. So that's part of the experience. But for us, um, I think why we got so excited is because when we started sending you mock-up comps of what our plan was and that's when we came up with the layering system and to explain the layering system is a way that this can be um, translated or replicated in other areas so whether we move to a networker or whether we move to a retail space the system is the same you know you have your ability to paint a wall mural a wall uh, put reclaimed wood on a wall or put some sort of uh, we had we use um Uh, dimensional PVC signage, but all those are part of the layering systems and they all work together or independently. So for us, we are excited because you guys were receptive to everything that we presented. And which was easy for me to say. I mean, Chuck and my my father-in-law did all the actual hard work of, uh, of putting everything (laughs) together. So on this, yeah, he did. That's a whole podcast in and of itself. Yeah. And without him, we definitely could have, have done it the way it's done because he has the attention to detail. He gave us also the ability to, you know, uh, realize our dreams that we had for you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was able to, all right, Chuck, we want wood walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. okay, wood walls you have. Um, but all those ingredients put together excited us. And this is when we started to realize like, what a great relationship this is because you guys are allowing us to do our best work. And right now we feel like in what we're doing here, we're doing our best work. You know, We're so proud of sitting in our portfolio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do that if, a, if somebody's not trusting you. And I think by presenting mock-ups, maybe the way that we do, we're earning your trust. And in that trust, it gives us flexibility to do the things that we know are going to work. Well, I mean, you guys are, are like I, like I introduced you guys at the very beginning, you're brilliant artists. I mean, and and as soon as I, I think anyone in my shoes, as soon as they saw, you know, nine out of the 10 ideas that you guys send my way would also, if they had the you know, resources to make it happen, go, sure. Yeah. Let, I've never heard of a, a sign made of a PVC type material, but you know, I'm all about an actual physical sign. That sounds, that sounds awesome. It's also from the client's perspective. I understand it's scary. A lot of the stuff that we propose is bold. Um, it's something that is not either traditional or orthodox. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily expensive to do. Cause I think mm-hmm. we do a lot of the stuff that we do is with budget in mind. So we're very responsible but you're also from a non-creative perspective, you know, it, you're putting a tremendous amount of trust on somebody who is using their vision uh, uh, to to articulate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you guys communicate and are tasked with commu- you know coming up with the the best ways to communicate with our customers, even in, especially in a visual sense, but even in the the subtle parts of visuals. And in the way that in most of our iterations of our logo are, are, are even the always growing mores will have 
um, the Gabriella plant somewhere tied in there so that people know where they can find more information about that. I mean, all the little subtle things you do. But I had two kind of specific questions I wanted to ask kind of in in closing. And and the last one is obviously more of the story behind the Every Plant Story logo. But first, what was it like a lot of the mural layers for Aloma? um, You also see it on you know, the website and various emails and things, these little leaf designs and, and other little assets that are part of our Gabriella plants identity now. Um, what was it like? I remember first, you know, telling you one of the things that we could use the most is like having a, you know, some some different leaves and things we could use in emails. Uh, the challenge is just going to be, you know, take a living thing and turn it really flat. So what was that? Uh, what was that process like? It's almost like uh, making a caricature, like at Disney. You know, you're always going to exaggerate um, the things that make somebody unique, whether they have big ears or bushy eyebrows, whatever it is. You'll exaggerate that feature. And I think with the plants, we chose plants that were part of what Gabriella does, but also very easily recognizable. You know, mm-hmm. I think our biggest challenge was the mural that we have in the common room or the flex space uh, because we had to make a variegated plant. Mm. Yeah. One yeah. color. Yeah. It was the big but pink a two color plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The big pink princess. Because yes. I remember, you know, he, you it, it, this is probably this, that was a late addition to the ideas of, yeah. of the office and stuff here. Um, but I remember telling you, like, the next thing, the next challenge would be we have some leaves that are, you know, one color easy to turn white, easy to turn, you know, whatever color we need in the email, that kind of thing. It's a whole nother level to get into a variegated plant. And yeah, that pink princess mural, we'll be sure to post it on like the Instagram story or something of every plant story at every plant story. We'll make sure to put that photo there. But how hard was that? Well, we have tricks that we use, you know, in, in color blocking in one color. One of them is, is a technique of hashing that you learn day one in art school. <laughs> it's just a uh, shading technique. And we thought it'd be perfect to isolate the areas of the plant that would be different colors and then use a hashing technique to identify that it's a different color, that it's separate from the solid spaces. Now, what's interesting about that mural is one of the things that we wanted to do is have the patterns, but not rely solely on the patterns. And for us, the mural that we did in that room, which you know I'm sure you'll see on Instagram, uh, was our exploration into expanding the language that we have for our murals. So we're gonna move now from doing patterns, which yes, we'll have, into uh, doing illustrations of plants. And I think that's an exciting area for mm-hmm. us because it's not something we've done before. Our illustrations are much different. Um, and what you guys didn't just see is like, he, he said it's new for us. And then both of their smiles got dramatically bigger yeah. than like <laughs> they had been in, in the previous 10 minutes. Cause you guys love a challenge. I mean, don't lie. You love we, it. We do, but we also, um, want to make sure that we're being our best, you know, that we're doing the things that, that accentuate our abilities. So, but, I, but to us, this isn't a challenge because it's fun. You know, so this isn't lifting weights for us. This is um, like the perfect scenario to do your, 
you know, I, I'm repeating myself, but there's a perfect scenario to do your best work. Yeah. And, you're, and that's you're, what keeps it going. And you're able to keep those creative juices flowing. And I feel like our, our weekly meetings, which at this point in this podcast is just kind of substituted the place of, but you know what? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so last question. Um, the every plant story, um, every plant has a story logo, which is not only um, the podcast, every plant story, but also our 2021 theme for Gabriella Plants. We, in 2019, we had from our greenhouse to your house. Mm-hmm. They designed you guys, helped us illustrate in a visual language, which I love, by the way. Um, and then 2020 was always growing more. And as we went into this year, um, for so many reasons, podcast included, but so many other reasons that the podcast will find out uh, about as we get through the year, every plant has a story as a big piece of who we are. But I remember kind of giving you the idea, telling you, hey, we're going to make, you know, maybe do a podcast with it. It's also going to have this kind of like a mission of by the end of the year sharing, you know, as much as we know about every plant from the moment it was planted to, you know, the full history of the plant and trying to find ways to enrich the customer experience on the grower end. Um, but I, that, that's about all I gave you was about that like mm-hmm. 15 seconds. And you're like, no, 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 I got an idea. I got an idea. I just need some time. And it was probably the only project we've really worked on being super honest. Um, that was a little nerve wracking. Uh, cause we were getting closer and closer to like into December and I'm like, Hey, I really want to be able to like, you know, talk about this in our our website anniversary in the you know early part of yeah, December. Yeah, it's also a holiday break. <laughs> yeah, and then we have this big holiday break, and you know if we're gonna get this on signage or whatever, we're gonna need it like sooner rather than later. And you're like, no, it's, don't don't rush it. It's getting it's getting close though. You're really gonna like it, and you know you were really cutting it down to the wire, which again was like the only time I've experienced like, oh, please, I hope Sebastian and Alfonso come through. Please, Danger Brain, don't let me down now. And then I got it, and I remember calling you and saying you know, this is amazing. I don't even, we, I didn't make a single edit to it. No. Yeah. It, it's if anything, we just one. added on to it. Yeah. But that's version one. That's and I it. called you yeah. guys and, you know, told you guys you were doing an amazing job, but tell us the story of, of creating that. Cause honestly, I haven't even really heard the whole thing. Obviously, um, for those of you who want to look at what we're talking about, look at the podcast logo. Yeah. Well, you know, every plant has a story is a ve- very visual title. And we wanted to have a graphic that matched that story. And so what we came up with was the storybook idea, but a plant coming out of that storybook, which it looks simple in the execution, but it was very difficult to make those things translate. And I went through the four-year-old test. I have a four-year-old at home who I had the illustrations that I worked on I, it, it, he had to be able to identify the two concepts. And if a four-year-old could understand the two concepts, then I means that visually I was able to translate the idea. And so it wasn't until, you know, the, it went through a lot of refinement to get to the point that it's at. Um, it had the, the book pages had to be evident and the leaf had to be evident as leaves, but also as pages. And so I got to the point where I showed my son, you know, buddy, what are these? And he's like, it's a book with the pages are leaves. And then I was like, all right, I can that's do the shading that's and now awesome. I can send it to Shane. So and that's get- exactly what it is. It's beautiful. And it's such, it's such a perfect story of our stories coming to life and the, the stories on paper being of the things growing and living around us. It's the one thing that we did that we wanted to be literal. You know, we wanted to be 
Because there's a part of me that doesn't like that type of literal interpretation of, of logo making. But for this one, we felt it was appropriate, um, especially because your fan base, um, the type of industry that you're in, we thought it would be a great way to be literal with a logo and have it be a fun um, discovery moment. Because there's a part of me that wants people to not know that it's a book with leaves as pages until later. Mm-hmm. Until one day, like look at the look at the picture, appreciate it, and go, "Oh, wait a minute, this is a book." Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. Every plant has a story. Exactly. So we exactly. wanted to satisfy those. Um, or, or reverse, you don't see the plant at first, and you just see right, the the, the book, book pages, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, those are kind of leaves. That's cool." So yeah, it took uh, as you know, I don't want to say simple as it looks, but as um beautiful as it looks okay thank you <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was a complicated logo to pull off and we weren't going to show, show it to you in its version one if i show you the pasteboard of my document it's huge and it has a lot of rejects on it That's you know hilarious. so there was a lot of refining that went in we like to show finished work um because that way there there are no edits you know we like to put our best work forward instead of give you option a b and c and it's like usually I, option a and like i said when you guys came in as, as nerve-wracking as it was once i saw it i was like okay cool i just need it in digital formats that are transparent backgrounds so i can roll this out because this is i mean it was it struck me like as being profound as encapsulating even though i hadn't given you everything you know knowing the bigger plan in my own head even the one you know the parts of the plan i'm not very good at being able to express or communicate to somebody else i was just like oh yeah this is this is it, and it completely you know encompasses the mission and the vision behind it. Um, with that, obviously, people can find more about you on Instagram at mm-hmm. Danger Brain. That's it. Yeah, just like Danger and Brain. That Danger and Brain. No extra spelling or dots or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just you Danger got Brain. It. And then our website is the Danger Brain. Somebody else owns DangerBrain.com. Mm, I understand that. My uh, same story. We're waiting. My, my We're... personal Instagram is at Shane Malloy. My website is theshanemalloy.com, which yeah. I don't think is online anymore. So yeah, so we could I'll both... probably edit that out because I don't. It's a bunch of old music projects. So well, <laughs> if we it's could still both be late twenties emo bands. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd spend too much time updating the Gabriel Plans website to have had a moment to adjust mine, but. Any other closing thoughts? I mean, it's been awesome having you guys here. I feel like you're still so new to everything, like just because you've done amazing work with us, but I feel like the best work is so, so still ahead of you guys. Like, I, I know that you're only just now in this rhythm and even just the ideas you sent me so far this week have been fantastic um, ideas that they haven't listeners haven't right. been able to see yet. Um, so things are always ongoing. Is there anything you, you want to um, say in closing or as a teaser of what's to come or. Uh... Well, I, I think that uh, throughout the year, what we're going to see beyond the, you know, the dimensional stuff that you're seeing now is the uh, company culture being affected by this entire, uh, all of these designs and, all of the uh, the mottos that we've created and, and all the collaboration that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that is when we're going to see like the real benefit is when it actually changes the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can already see yeah. it giving the people who work here a, a great sense of pride in what they do. Yeah, for us, I think what we're excited about is the direction that you guys are going in and being part of that. And um, 
seeing this. Well, I wouldn't say that this will have a final form because what you guys are doing is so evolutionary. Yeah, it's, our, it's one of our it's one evolving. of our values of just constant always innovation, more. always growing more. Yeah. It'll always be part of what we do. Yeah, so we're excited for the future. Um, we've accomplished so much in just a few months. So now we have an entire year of we have goals and we have um, benchmarks. And we're able to hone this all in. Yeah. And you guys are uh, known for having plenty of surprises. Um, one surprise, I don't yep. want to get all into <laughs> it, but uh, the team got really cool. Team coins, that's yes. something we shared before. That was another cool thing you guys got to do. So Secret project I couldn't tell you about. I'm like, Shane, I'm working on something. I can't tell you about it, but just know that I'm working on it. Yeah. And actually, no, let's actually talk about that for just two seconds sure. because I don't think anyone else really listening, I don't think I've ever really brought this up. It appreciates how great that is. Um, uh, you can. It's an Instagram post on our main uh, Gabriella Plants Instagram at Gabriella Plants Online. It's a couple weeks old. You probably got to scroll a bit in there. There's a logo of OG Crew. Mm -hmm. You grew. Um, so our original location, original greenhouse location, we call OG Aloma because otherwise the location of the first location is on Gabriella. So it's kind of redundant to say Gabriella's location, Gabriella. Um, so we call it OG over there. And we've kind of always referred to the people who, um, you know, were the backbone of Gabriella. All of them still here. We, we don't have a problem with employee turnover right now. All of our team members from 2020 are still with us. Um, but all of 2020, we kind of referred to as the OG crew. And I remember Robert and I remember you both being like, there's something super secret. It should be ready by staff meeting or, or you know, our um, orientation mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year because we took the winter break. That was break. my deadline. Yeah, and I knew it was your deadline. And Robert told me, you know, he'll have it ready, he'll have it ready. And I remember Robert, like, squeezing it into the PowerPoint at in that day. Um, and in the moment, obviously, I am have um, much of an introvert. And as I've gotten older in life, as I say, as a 26-year-old. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I just... Uh, yeah, the social environments are sometimes stressful. So it was towards the end of the day and I was already just kind of overloaded um, with some of the other things I had going on too. Um, and I remember him bringing it up and I didn't have a, the ability to appreciate it, but the staff was really, really, um, I mean, they were just swooning over this thing. And I remember it, it being really cool. Um, and then I remember like a couple days later I woke up and that was when you, you emailed me like the logo separately. Cause yeah, I you asked, asked it you for a high res version. of Yeah. It. Cause all I saw it was, is on the, the proposed coin. Um, previously, right? That was where the logo mm -hmm. was, was shown previously, which I, I talked briefly to you once about doing a challenge coin, like a larger 50 cent coin, like with a design on it as a memento for people as they grow their careers with Gabriella and have been on the team for multiple years. You could kind of collect them like Super which Bowl Which we rings. are weeks away from receiving. Actually. Really? Yeah. So oh, that's awesome. They're in production now. It's kind of so. like the Super Bowl ring though. Everyone's yeah. okay if they get it mm -hmm. like way after this. You know what I mean? No one has their Super Bowl ring for the Super Bowl. Unless you're Tom Brady, then you have all the... Well, then know, you have the Lombardi that you're the throwing only thing off in America. <laughs> the only thing in America that still works right now is Tom Brady, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, but all that being said... Um, I later got to appreciate the design and the design has the original 380 something square foot shack mm -hmm. that I first started shipping all the orders after hours by myself when we were on Etsy. And at one point we kind of figured out that max staffing capacity and there was three or four people long before COVID. It was a very small space. Um, and that was really a big limitation to us until we built our bigger warehouse at our growing location. And then obviously 2021 brings on having two locations and having offsite shipping and offices here at Aloma. But like I 
saw that logo for the first time, I remember I woke up to the email, I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the initial 300 square foot building in the top. And that's our new, on our first location. And the OG crew grew. And I, I was like in tears at like 9.15 in the morning and just losing my stuff, like resending it to people who had seen it in staff meeting before, but like, did you notice how freaking good this is? The little window is perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, but like that must have been heck, like a real hard challenge to keep secret because that is yeah. a beautiful, for those who don't know, um, you know, you don't know, but to start to something years ago as just myself on Etsy to now having 26 people who do what we do, having grown from that tiny little shack where we first met our first office. Oh, yeah. If I recall correctly, I was sitting on that really broken chair with the blanket we all, on all it. All three of us were. Yeah, yeah. It was a real good uh -huh. uh, impression first time. Uh, and now obviously we're sitting in Studio A. So, but what was it like keeping that secret? It was tough because it was a hard illustration to pull off. There's a lot of details that have to be uh, represented and then it has to work as a one and three quarter inch coin. So I knew that there was a lot of detail that was going to be lost in the production process and I had to um, compensate for that in the illustration. So there was a lot of reduction that I had to do while still making it beautiful. So it took a lot of time. The toughest part about keeping the secret is that I didn't want you to think that we were not working on, on the coin project. Well, on a project, you mm. know, so because it was, to, it, I devoted a lot of time to that illustration and there was the feeling on my part. It's like, gosh, Shane's going to think I'm not working on anything. <laughs> you know, we're just <laughs> sitting here spinning on wheels and it's, you know, there's a staff meeting that's happening. You know, that was a big deal, the big orientation. Um, so I just kept having to say, hey, Shane, you know, I can't tell you what I'm working on, but I'm working on something, but you're going to love it at the end. Mm -hmm. um, and we still haven't seen it in its final form, which will be the challenge coin, which we should be receiving in a few weeks. Um, I think it'd be cool to do one of these PVC signs. I think we should. I mean, 100%. We can talk about that when we... Uh, once the mics are off. <laughs> yeah, once the mics are off. But uh, with that, guys, thank you guys for listening to this week's uh episode of the Every Plant Story podcast. You can find more about the wonderful guys in Danger Brain, Sebastian Alfonso on their Instagram at Danger Brain. And you can find more about us on our Instagram at Every Plant Story. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks.